0: Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ, and today we are going to be talking about Ephesians chapter 3 and what Paul wrote in this chapter. A little bit about today is today's actually been a really good day. I got through my first final of the week and I have two more tomorrow and I probably should have studied more than I have, but I've realized that My relationship with God and my mental health is more important and so I got some studying in and yeah overall I just got a lot done I got some cleaning done I got some singing and dancing and worshiping in today I got a good dinner made and now I'm just finished up with some studying and now diving into God's word to finish off my night but like I said we are going to read into Ephesians chapter 3 today and a bit about this is chapter 3 speaks about the mystery of Christ um, revealed. The second part of this chapter emphasizes Paul's prayer for spiritual strength and ends the first half of his letter. So the thing with Ephesus is the first passage includes Paul mentioning himself by name as a prisoner on behalf of the Gentiles. He assumes his readers know of his calling to serve them. The gospel was revealed to him as he had previously mentioned, but this was information not known in the past. The mystery he spoke of was that the Gentiles are now fellow family members of the church in Jesus through the gospel. Paul here um, was a minister of this gospel according to God's grace. Though he was the least likely to be in this role, God gave him this calling to share Christ with the Gentiles. He sought to bring light to everyone regarding the plan and grace of God, which this was part of the eternal plan of God. And I think that's what we always have to remember is God always has an eternal plan and we're just a little speck of sand in whatever his plan is. But eventually here, Paul says, we have boldness and access to God with confidence through our faith in Jesus. I think it's important to note, though, that Paul also asks that his readers not be discouraged by his imprisonment. As we jump into it, we will learn that the imprisonment of Paul described was his first Roman imprisonment, which took place um, probably about, in my research, it seems like AD 60 and 62. Don't quote me on that, but based on my research, I seem to be in that generic area. During this time of imprisonment, Paul was under house arrest while awaiting trial. Despite the confinement, the, for two years, full, for two full years, uh, he was able to freely preach the gospel to all who came to him. As a result, even some among Caesar's household came to faith. And that's kind of where we learn about that in, um, Philippians chapter four, verse 22. In addition, during this time, Paul wrote four letters, which are now part of the New Testament which is um, Philippians, Colossians, uh, Philemon, and of course the one we're going into, which is Ephesians right now. The second part of Ephesians chapter 3 includes a personal prayer by Paul. And I think what's important is this prayer we will read is important to remind us that even in our lowest times, prayer is what will get us through. And Paul bows to his knees, asking God to give the Ephesians strength through his spirit. He desires for Christ to dwell in the hearts of the church of Ephesus by faith. And uh, he desires was he, his desire was for them to um, know the depth of Christ's love that surpassed all knowledge. The chapter will end with Paul concluding the chapter with the, the dox, dox, doxology of the Lord. Paul describes God as one able to do far more than we can ask or think. And I think what's really important of this is to realize that we are never probably going to truly understand the world. We're probably not going to truly understand the overall picture because the only person who can actually understand all concepts is God since he created all things. And all we can do is he only gave us so much for our minds to be able to, con- cons- not concept, our minds to handle and be able to can, what's the word I'm thinking of? It, it or it, It's just enough for our brain to actually see, like, we can't see it all. We can only imagine. And God intended us to have that for some reason. But anyway, let's actually read into Ephesians 3 now that we kind of have some history there and we kind of have an idea of what is happening in this moment. So Ephesians chapter 3 says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. Surely, you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in the other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence, I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth de- derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And that is Ephesians chapter 3. I think the one thing that's kind of standing out to me right from the get-go is the verse here that says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high the deep is the love of Christ. And I think that's really important to realize is like, if you don't know God, you don't know what love is. And if you think you know what love is and you don't know God, you don't truly know what love and God is. And I think this is really important for us is because in the society we live in is sometimes it is hard to love every single person you interact with. But it's our job to not judge people for their actions and their thoughts. It's not our job to judge someone for something they've said or done. But I think overall, it is just important that we love one another, and I know it's mentioned in the other chapters, and I we talk about this at church all the time. Is love to love? Sorry, yes, to love God is to love everyone, and so it's not necessarily people will be like, "Hey, Christianity has all these rules; you can't do this, you can't do that." And but at the end of the day, is there's these rules, but if you truly have a relationship with Christ, why? The rules don't seem like rules. It's almost like the whole saying is to obey God is to love God. And so my way of showing God I love him is by obeying his laws that he has set. And he has given us the um, approach that we can have freedom and confidence in ourselves and like it mentioned in verse 12 here, it says, In Him and through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And I think, I think what's really important is that we live in a society where a lot of our confidence comes from those likes on social media. It comes with the affirmation we seek from everyone else. And I think what's important to realize is that our self-confidence has to come from ourselves and from God because when our days come and judgment day comes is it's not our job to judge everyone else's it's going to be our job to judge ourselves with the judgment of God to ourselves so with this is I think overall it's just realizing that God has a plan knowing that people suffered and Jesus suffered for me so I can actually live the life that christ made for me when he created me in his image but yeah that's kind of what's standing out for me um i think it's crazy to think like paul here at the time was a prisoner and i couldn't imagine how to word this i just can't understand well i shouldn't say i can't understand i i inspire to have this faith that Paul has. Because even in these darkest times when we probably would turn away from Christ is he's just powering through and he's imprisoned prison and he just keeps trying to share God's word. And I think that's important to realize is I have temptation, not temptations. I have barriers, what I call in my everyday life with school and working with people who don't know the love of God. And I think it's important to realize that even in my darkest moments I can still shine God's light through because even in the darkest of storms God will be there and I was going through some journals actually as I used to write in journals all the time and just for the last couple of days I started writing again in journals because I don't know about any of you but when I start praying out loud sometimes I will go on little tangents or I will get sidetracked and next thing I knew no I don't even know what I'm praying about anymore. And so what I started doing a few years ago is I would actually write out my thoughts in my journal and write my prayers down so I was staying focused. I stopped doing that a couple months ago, but in the last few days, I started doing it again. And so I was looking at an old journal, and one of the quotes I had in the starting of my journal said, there cannot be light without darkness. And I think that just takes me back to Genesis, because at the beginning, there was nothing, and then there was light. and the- There was always the darkness, but God gave the light and that still applies to our everyday lives. So that's my encouragement to anyone listening right now is remembering you can't have light without the darkness. And so, yes, the light is a way better and the good times are good. But if we ever had only good times, we wouldn't actually enjoy those good times as much. So in those storms you're battling right now, I just am praying that you are able to find the light at the end of the storm. So I'm going to conclude this off with a prayer for the night. And then we will continue tomorrow with Ephesians chapter four. Hey God, I just want to thank you for the day and thank you for the peace you've brought to me today As I know I had a lot of anxiety going into the day and I just pray that you're able to continue being with anyone during exam season right now. That you are able to give the peace and wisdom and the encouragement that people need to realize that they've put in the effort to study, that they know the information, that you're able to help and support and give them the strength to find that right filing cabinet, as I say, of information in our heads. Thank you for allowing me to be able to share your word today and dive into Ephesians chapter 3 and realizing that. Even in the darkest of storms, like Paul here, while being a prisoner, there's always hope and joy in you and in the word you've created. I want to thank you, God, for um, being. I want to thank you, God, for being the person you are and giving us the strength and courage to keep sharing your word and be confident in who we are, and that we are able to. Continue praying that everything can be rooted in love when it comes to people who don't know you yet. And I know it can be a lot for us, but please give me patience, God, for those people who don't know you yet and just being able to pray over them and plant the seeds in their hearts and life that they need. Thank you for tonight and be with all of us as we take a breath and close our eyes for the night. In this, I pray in your name. Amen. So that concludes today's episode, but join again tomorrow as we read into Ephesians chapter 4. Good night, everyone.